0: All right welcome back it's just me and kevin this time i know over the last i know over the last few weeks or even maybe almost a month now we've had a lot of guests on the podcast but today it's just just me and kevin yeah and today we i guess kind of wanted to bring it back to some basics um and talk specifically about stress and the stress response and how it impacts how we react to the world versus how we would like to respond to the world And I know that we've talked about this topic of stress. We've like peppered it throughout a lot of our episodes because it's, it's something that's super important and integral to the human experience, but we just wanted to talk specifically about stress and how it impacts the body and kind of just some strategies that you could use, um, you know, to overcome stress and, or just deal with it because honestly, like stress is going to be a factor in your life. And so it's almost learning how to walk with it and deal with it versus like eliminate it is what we're really trying to get at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't know if there's anyone, any human being that is like eliminated stress from their life after, yeah. like, you know, entirely. Well, but- I think it's, I think it's
0: interesting because I think a lot of people, if you ask them, especially people who are really high functioning and, and have a lot of stress in their life, it's almost like the the frog in the the pot situation where, you know, the like how, how do you boil a frog? You raise the temperature slowly and slowly until it doesn't mm-hmm. even realize it's boiling and then it dies. Yep. That's kind of how some people are with stress. It's like your, our bodies are so resilient and our nervous systems are so resilient. And it's like, it it wants us to survive that we can continually add on more and more stressful things in our life. And if we add them on slowly, we could be super stressed but our body will be so used to the stress that it'll feel normal to us and we won't Mm -hmm. even
1: realize it. Yeah, it's the, um, what's it called? I was literally talking about this in a couple of weeks ago or beginning of October. On the episode about overcoming emotional addiction, about how our baseline or our homeostasis isn't necessarily healthy all mm. the time, and it's yeah. actually like it, for most people, it we're dysregulated is the like scientific term. Is our nervous system is so off track that it seems normal to have a lot of stress, but it's actually not. Like again, yeah. it's 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 normal. I think it's normal to have some stress, but to the levels of stress that most people have, like it's it's ridiculous
0: yeah and here's like an interesting experiment too that i've realized happens to me and so sometimes i'll be like oh i'm not that stressed or whatever right but then i'll sit down to meditate or like i'll sit down to play a video game like to like slow myself down and just relax or i'll go walk in a park or something and i'll feel anxious doing that because Mm -hmm. my body is so hyped up and it's it's in such a stress state that when i try to relax that brings me out of my normal i'm putting in quotes like my stressed normal and so that feels uncomfortable that i want to like speed up again like i'll get a coffee or like you know what i mean yeah it's like oh like read i'll look at the news or something just so i can get myself back up to that stress state because that feels normal to me so if like any of you out there who have tried to relax and you feel uncomfortable trying to relax, that could be a sign that you're in like a hyper-stress state and you don't even realize it. you're just so comfortable in it.
1: For sure. And you know, this is is popping my mind when you first started speaking, Chris, but I think it's important to say now, and we'll get to this like in this episode about how it's not just how stress affects our body and our mind, but then because our body is a vehicle for our spirit, then it affects the kind of connection that we have through our spirituality like mm. to our authentic self to our spiritual nature if we're so stressed like we we honestly are not in that state of being where it is conducive for the spirit to flow more freely
0: yeah that's a great point and, and just let's just go further into that that idea i bet Is that when what
1: <laughs> i said i bet <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like when Some worker coming out of me. When when and this is like like stress is something or the stress response is something that's built into us through evolution, mm. and so the the stress response is it's a healthy response if you think about where we came from as a species, right? It's like when you're stressed, your um, blood goes away from your digestive tract, goes into your the large muscles of your arms and your legs so that you can fight or run. Mm-hmm. Your vision narrows so that it can focus. You're hearing also like, it's super sharp. So you can hear any little change in the environment and you stop digesting food. Cause that's not important. Right. It's like, if you're fighting a tiger, like all that stuff is super important, but like in our modern day age, like any little thing can set off that stress response, like getting an email from a boss or like thinking about a presentation you have later in the day, or like maybe checking your bank account and seeing that it's low. It's like all these little things trigger your body in the same exact way as if it's being attacked by a tiger.
1: Well, so like, dude, really quick. It yeah. can, that's super it important can, to say. Yeah. It can, it doesn't, that's not like if you have that, then that you're going to feel that stress. That's just the normal for most people, but it is super important to say it can because there but, is ways yeah. of not having that happen.
0: But what I meant is if your stress response is triggered, that's yes. the cascade of events that happens. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't, your body doesn't know the difference. It's like, yeah. it's going to it's going to activate that state. Exactly. And so just going back to your point about the, you know, the connection to spirit, right? When you're in a stress state, you become hyper-focused on your physical reality. Mm-hmm. Like what you see, what you hear, and and you become like, I just need to survive. Yeah. Whereas if you think about your connection to spirit, it's, it's the complete opposite of that. It's like surrender and like, yep. like connecting to things that aren't in your physical reality. It's like looking beyond that and, and seeing more of the options. And so it's, it's literally like the opposite. It's you can't yeah. connect to that spiritual side of your nature if you're stressed.
1: Yep. And there's so much power left hurt. on the table then yeah. if we do that, because when you were just saying that as like, we're so focused on the human experience, like for stress, like our physical reality, remember, and I don't know if we've said this before, I have a feeling we have at some on some episode, but there's proof, scientific proof that our reality, the universe is only like point zero 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 one percent physical. Everything else is unseen. It's, it's like 99.99999% that is out of our physical senses that we can actually mm. see, smell, hear, taste, touch. Like there's so much of this world, of this universe that is not perceived by those five senses. But if we're stressed, we're so focused on this human experience that we just can't actually perceive anything more. And really when we perceive more, like we open up to that other 99% really by going deeper within being more calm, being more open, then there's so much more power. That's what I was saying. Yeah. So there's more ability for you to change for you to create new results, to actually create your life in a different way. So that that stress doesn't happen as often.
0: So, yeah. There, and, um, I was just Googling really quick because th- th- this is a, a really quick example for anyone who's maybe more visual and who's at a computer or on their phone. If you Google the electromagnetic spectrum, you can see the tiny sliver of it. That's actually visible light, which is what we can see. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other spectrum on either side of visible light where we just, we, we, we can, we can't perceive it. We can't see it, yeah. but we've created human things to receive it. Like for example, like radio waves mm-hmm. or like how you get your signal to your TV, like all that stuff is happening in the editor around us. It's just, we can't pick it up and we can't perceive it. But so that that's just like a visual example that I like to say, because you know, when you talk about like the reality being such a small sliver of what you can see, it's like, oh, yeah. I, like, maybe I get that, but show me an example. And that's exactly good like like, example that you can see. Yeah. Easy. Google search electromagnetic spectrum.
1: Yeah. So Chris, what, what, cause I know you've studied this probably way more than I have in terms of like the stress response, but then what do you do about it? Like how you can shift that because, <clears throat> you know, I have a feeling that most people have an idea of like what, you know, can reduce their stress, but maybe some more of the science behind it of why it works. Like, yeah. for example, like literally I'm drinking some chamomile tea. Like mm-hmm. I know, I know that that mm-hmm. is a stress reliever or calms you down, but, um, yeah, I'm sure there's other things that people are aware of, but yeah, maybe don't know I mean, the science behind.
0: I, th- I think there's like multiple answers to this and the, well, I guess I'll start with the, the, the one thing that I like to, to, to tell people and the one that I try to use the best or the, the most often is deep breathing. Yeah. And th- that's because the deep breathing it tr- it signals to your nervous system that you're safe. So if you think about any time you've been in a stressful situation like what happens to your breathing, it becomes very fast and shallow. It's like
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: that's because your 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 body is trying to get more oxygen that way. It's like it's preparing itself to fight or flight. And so when you take slow deep breaths, it literally signals to your body that you're in an area of safety. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it's turning the switch off of stress. Um, and you know, it might take some deep breaths. It's not like you take one big deep breath and it's over, yeah. but you know, you, you sit down and say, all right, I'm going to take a few deep breaths for a couple of minutes. And then you see how that changes your physiology and it really does help. Um, so that, that's one thing. Cause that's like a direct access to your physiology. Another, another thing that's important is, and I'm sure there's some science behind chamomile tea about how it like calms yeah. you down, <laughs> but just like we have certain things in our life that trigger stress there's certain things in your life that also trigger the relaxation response. Mm -hmm. So breathing could be one of them for you. um, Or it could be like, you know, sitting on the couch and wrapping yourself in a blanket, or it could be like hearing, hearing the voice of your loved one, or like getting Mm -hmm. a hug from your loved one or drinking tea or like doing some kind of ritual that, you know, relaxes you or like taking a hot shower or maybe sitting down and reading a book. Like right when you open that book, you know, you're going to be in a safe space and you feel good. Like over time, that'll trigger to your nervous system. Like, Hey, this is safe and it's the same, it's the same thing as like an email from your boss triggering, like, this is not safe. Mm -hmm. It's like you, you train your nervous system over time. Um, and I think another big thing too, is watching out for the stress inputs because you can, I mean, you can do all the deep breathing and like, you can do all the things to help your body relax. But if you're consistently like triggering your nervous system into a stressful state, it's like it's almost like trying to like um like drain a pool but there's a hose that's filling up the pool at the same time it's like it's not going to work you might feel better or get that relief for a little bit but then yep. the pool is just going to fill back up again so it's like managing both sides of it it's sure triggering your nervous system to calm down and then figuring out what are your triggers that cause your nervous system to be in a stress state and trying to like mm-hmm. work at it from both ends
1: yeah. yeah i think um yeah the breathing is one thing i work with a lot as well and one thing i've learned over years now is that you can't just wait for something stressful to happen to start practicing these kind of things that help you relax or to yeah. deescalate that stress response cuz like if you wait for that stress to then activate what you have only an idea of you're going to be most most likely the exa- the experience is like you're so stressed that you completely forget about certain practices Whereas if you've been practicing, say like the breathing, like I use certain breathing techniques in my meditation, then I'm doing that every day or at least several times a week that then when a stressful t- situation arises, then there's there's already a go-to kind of tool that yeah. I use.
0: Yeah. It's, um... I mean you could you could wait for the stress to come and then try to do the things to help relieve it and it might work but what you're saying is you're you're like building those cells of recognition into your nervous system you're exactly. you're doing the work up front so that your nervous system is more elastic yep and can respond better to stress that's like that's like a big thing because if you don't do anything to work on your nervous system's elasticity then when a stressful event hits you like it could wreck you yeah because it's like it's hitting into like a stiff bar there's like no yeah. give at all But the more you practice, it's like your nervous system's probably more closer to like a rubber band. Like it'll snap, but it'll come back. Yeah. Got that flexibility. And that's what doing the work up front will help with.
1: Ooh. And actually, you know what I also just realized it does, it changes your baseline. Like if you practice on a regular basis, those relaxing things or those things that, that create more calm, then it creates a a stronger baseline in the calm. So that, like you said, like the, the nervous system is more elastic so that the stress doesn't throw you off so much that it just it may be like a speed bump, but like it's you get right back on track or like as quickly as you can. It's more quicker. It's more more quick. (laughs) What's the correct verbiage of that? But you get back more quickly. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. It's from that stress response. Yeah. No, that's that's a really good
0: point. And like that, uh, the elasticity of the nervous system is, I think, the key. Yeah. When it comes to this, because Like, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, you're never going to be able to eliminate stress unless you like don't participate in life. Yeah. And even, if even that could probably be stressful. Exactly. (laughs) There's always going to be some type of stress. So you want to give your nervous system the best chance that it can to be able to absorb the stress and then come back to baseline as quick as possible, because then like you're a resilient human. Yep. It's all about the resilience Like you want. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also another important thing This I was thinking about this before, but it's coming back around again, that like, it's important to get to practice certain things that help you calm your mind, your body, because, um, not only to have that, that baseline of the homeostasis better, but also, um, I learned this from Dr. Joe Dispenza. I'm still listening to his book, evolve Mm -hmm. your brain, which is his, I think it's his first book. It's like published in 2006. And he was talking about how like the fight or flight response, in, in animals, pretty much any, any animal, it'll have that fight or flight response to something that actually isn't, is dangerous, right? Like mm-hmm. getting killed by a predator, but then once that, like they run away and are safe, then it's, it it happens almost immediately where they shift away from that fight or flight response to the yeah. more calming, uh, response of the parasympathetic nervous system. But like you were sharing the examples before of like getting an email from the boss that is like nerve wracking or, like getting fired, losing job, like seeing the bank account low, like those, those things we can't run away from. Heck, mm-hmm. we can't even fight them. Maybe you can fight yeah. your boss, but like <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think that'll point. do them too much, but, but yeah. So like, we, we can't actually get away from those, those triggers. So the only thing we really can do is evolve our reaction, or in this case, what you first shared in this podcast episode is instead of reacting, you evolve to then responding. To yeah. where you can have that stimulus, but not let that kind of trigger have you, meaning I mean, you don't let it overtake your, your nervous system in your body to the point where you're literally frozen. Cause that's yeah. the third part of the fight, flight response. It's fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. And if you can't fight or run like flight, then the only last thing is to freeze. You freeze up. That's yeah, why your most body people literally just, shuts down. Exactly. Yeah. You're stuck. So. And it's interesting too, cause you can see like,
0: like when uh I mean anyone who has pets, like you can mm. see this. Like I know for my dog, whenever we go by another dog or like she sees a squirrel or something, like this the hair on her back will stand up and she'll try to chase it. Yeah. And then after the threat the threat or the excitement's gone, she'll shake. Mm. She'll shake out of it. And and if you if you look at any um the like a gazelle being chased by a tiger or something, yeah. like after it gets away from the danger, it shakes. Yeah. And that like resets the nervous system and i don't i don't know i'm trying to remember if cats do something similar but um, but most animals will have some kind of ritual where they'll shake back yeah shake it off right and and then and then they're good yeah but like we as humans like we don't like and maybe it's because of our prefrontal cortexes and our ability to like think into the future yeah like we it's harder for us to shake things off because we're always Mm -hmm. thinking we're anticipating the next thing and even that anticipatory feeling of like oh this could happen tomorrow that can happen next week that's enough to trigger the nervous system into a state of stress exactly before in the podcast, many, many times that the brain can't tell the difference between something that you imagine and something that's actually happening. Mm -hmm. We're continuously tricking ourselves into these, into these states. Yep. And, um, there's a psychologist, his name's uh Dr. Porges, and he talks about this being stuck in chronic states of stress as manifesting in a lot of mental illness. Mm. So if you think about like anxiety, you're stuck in a, you're stuck in a, like a, a flight state. Yeah. And then depression, you're stuck in that, that, um, vasal, vasal vagal the, um, the, sorry, the dorsal vagal, like the, uh, the shutdown, you're mm. stuck in that. You want to sleep like it's, so it. So his, his uh, theories are pretty cool. If you want to look him up, Dr. Stephen Porges. Um, he talks a lot about that. So I thought that was interesting too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take a deep breath right now. <laughs> I just,
0: yeah. And it, it's, it's just good to, to do that and reset. hmm uh, and especially too, like, if you're, if you're worrying about a lot of stuff in the, especially in the future, and that's triggering your stress response, when you take a deep breath and you focus on the deep breath, it gives your, your, your brain, just that, that split second of relief where you're not thinking about the future. You're just focusing on that breath.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like the more little moments of peace you can give yourself throughout the day It might seem like it's insignificant, but it's building those cells of recognition in your nervous system like we talked about. And you you start to establish a better baseline. You can see that, hey, I can bring this under control if if I practiced.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, And then just to reiterate, like the goal is not to get rid of stress because that's just impossible. It's to learn how to live with it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, even just trying to get rid of it means that you're just rejecting it. And anything that we, what's the word for it? Um, No, it's resist. It's like, we're resisting that stress. What we resist persists because we're putting our attention on it. As in, we're hyper-focusing on it. It's like, oh, I don't want this to be here. But just like if I say, don't think of the Statue of Liberty, don't think of the statue, like her holding the torch in the sky. Don't think of her holding her book. Don't think of her on that island. Don't Mm -hmm. think of the Statue of Liberty. Boom. That's like all the images of what I just said are popping into the mind. And so if we say like, I don't want to be stressed, then we're focusing on the stress more rather than shifting away from focus on the stress and resisting it. But by acknowledging it, then you can do something about it.
0: Yeah. And I just thought maybe just to like kind of bring everything in for a close. I think one of the biggest things too, when thinking about how important it is to learn how to deal with stress is that when you're stressed, you get that tunnel vision Mm -hmm. like you don't see other options. So for example, like if you're stressed about, let's say money or you're stressed about like work or you're stressed about your health, that stress response is just going to have you hyper-focus on what you're stressed about. And you're not going to be able to see other avenues about how you can work yourself out of it. It's Mm. like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, like catch 22 type thing. It's like, yep. By being stressed, you're narrowing your vision on stress. Yeah. So like, allowing yourself to calm down, you take off the tunnel vision, you calm down a little bit more, and then you, you, you have the ability to have more options. Mm-hmm. That's like the big, like practical part of it too.
1: Yeah. And actually another piece of that practicality that again, I learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, evolve your brain in that chapter about like stress that he was talking about. He's saying that when we're stressed, we, like you said, is like the tunnel vision, but we also are stuck in old patterns. Like we can't actually make a new choice because the prefrontal cortex is basically silent. There's no activity there. And so we're literally doing the exact same thing we've done before. And so it's a repeat, which is probably causing even more stress. And like, you know, we've all done this before. It's like, we're stressed and so we stress eat or we're stressed and we just zone out for five hours on Netflix or we get stressed and then we cause you know, a fight or we shut down and we're just completely aloof or we draw away from relationships, which causes even more stress. It's like we're disconnected, you know? So it's like that's that loop that keeps going and going and going unless we actually cause a, a stop and then shift. Yeah. And the, the stop is like you actually just taking those deep breaths, which I agree is, I, I think it's probably the, the easiest or the simplest tool to start out with, but then to do other things, like again, like me drinking tea. Not that I felt stressed today, but like it was practicing more calm today. Yeah. Or like I went for a walk around a lake. Like it was just gorgeous out, so I wanted to be outside. Like sun is actually another thing that is just nature. Like getting yeah, some sun. getting outside. Yeah.
0: What you were describing with the the stress making you more dependent on your patterns. Mm-hmm. There's a book I was reading on stress, and they called it your go-tos. Ooh. And we all have go-tos where it's like. Yeah like that's how a lot of addiction starts too it's like you're you're stressed so you use something to become unstressed and that could be anything for anyone like you said it could be netflix like it mm-hmm. could be like drug use it could be alcohol it could be um start picking a fight with someone like it could be there could be so many different things that are called your go-tos but the more you practice like consciously the breathing the going for walks the spending time in nature you're rewiring your go-to so that when you are stressed next your brain goes to the pattern of breathing. Yep. Versus snack.
1: Yeah. And that exactly. occurs
0: over time. It's like retraining yourself.
1: I was literally about to say, yeah, it's a yeah. retraining. What's, it's, I mean, the word is, in, like the emphasis is on the training. Yeah. Like it's a retraining, like training. It's not going to be easy. Like there's going to be that impulse to go back to the familiar, but we all know where that goes. So yes, that's familiar or known. And so it could seem like it's the easiest thing to go to, So it might be challenging or feel like it's hard to choose a different response, but over time it will get easier because in fact, it's actually more helpful in these more healthy ways of responding.
0: And I think it's also important here too for people who let's say maybe are listening and they're like, oh, wow, I have some like really unhealthy go-tos is not to shame yourself for those go-tos because it was was literally your body's attempt to de-stress you. And so up until now, because let's say everyone's doing their best from their current level of awareness. We've talked about that in our podcast too. So like these, those things that you did to help de-stress you, de-stress you, they're like, they had a purpose.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: They had a purpose. And so it's like, now it's just, maybe it's time to up-level to something healthier, but yep. it's not to, it's not to say like, oh, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have been doing that. It's like not to shame you. It's just saying exactly like, those things served a purpose. Yep. And maybe they're still serving a purpose if you're not ready, but you know, if you are like, if, and when you are ready, there are healthier ways to deal with stress.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because it literally just popped in my mind. Another thing that like, I often share with my clients, like when they're working on shifting old patterns and often their beliefs, but this can be also habitual patterns of action. Like again, those, those go-tos to de-stress instead of, yeah, like beating ourselves up or shaming ourselves is to actually take a different approach and thank that that thing that actually has helped us up until now, even though it's not super healthy, like is literally thanking it for what it has done. Like for me years ago, it would be video games. And, and so I had the, uh, some time where I had to literally thank video games for the space that it gave me, where there was that just mental release. Yeah. But it was, it was unhealthy because I would be playing literally seven, eight, nine hours in a row and like not eat, like it was not healthy. So I had to thank it and like for what it had done for me up until that point. And then look at the benefits of releasing that. I actually, I, Chris, maybe you remember this, back in, like I think it was 2018, I sold my PS4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, I-, I can't do this. Like it was it was too easy to go to that response. And so I literally sold it and it was like, I'm, I'm done with this. But like, it wasn't from a place of like, oh, I'll get out of here. Cause I've done yeah. that before and like i would just buy it again <laughs> but like oh. by thanking it it just let it go more easily the black ops days oh my gosh yeah we would play for hours i don't Good know if times. Was too much of a stress re- yeah like a stress response but or reaction to stress but no
0: i think i mean i think part of it might have been but then also part of it was like i think we really enjoyed like that time together like playing video games yeah do you remember do you remember that time we first moved into our new apartment we had two tvs <laughs> oh my do you God. remember that Kinda. Yeah. We had both the PS4s like off, hooked yeah. up different, and we so like we didn't have to split the screen. Yep.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Why did why did we have two TVs?
0: I don't know. Maybe one from my apartment and then one from your room or something, and then we combined like maybe to live together. We had two TVs or something.
1: But I, what the hell did we do with one of those TVs? Because I could have swore we only had one moving forward. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. The but lost yeah. TV. We had an episode on the wor- coming out next week on we, that.
0: <laughs> we had it on the workout bench. Oh, yeah. propped up on the workout bench.
1: That was unsafe. To- that was, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fun times. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think that was pretty complete. I feel complete with what we had shared. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so yeah, I hope
0: you hope, uh, people listening got some good uh, tips out of this and, you know, if you have any questions about stress specifically, you can DM us on our science and spirituality podcast page, or one of our personal pages. Um, cause I know like, I feel like a lot of people, and if they're not realizing it now, like over the last couple of years, everyone's stress level has just gone up because of the mm. collective stress. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's okay. Like yeah. just to realize that, that if you're feeling a little off, like recently, like it's not, it, it could not be you. It could be other, other people's energies and just the collective, like what's going on. And so if yeah. you ever need any tips or help with stress, like just reach out and like talk to someone. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're here for you. So
1: exactly yeah. Awesome. Y'all. Well, I hope like Chris said, hope this helped you and we'll talk with you all on another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at
0: Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast or Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.